This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Swedish Hospital in Lincoln Square is scaling back its midwifery program, combining midwives with obstetricians starting on Friday. Now, for many pregnant people, midwives offer a more intimate and holistic connection than a traditional OBGYN. Midwives follow patients through prenatal, labor, and postpartum care, delivering babies themselves. And throughout this time, midwives build relationships beyond doctor's appointments, and they guide patients through the birthing process. Now, since the Northside Hospital announced the change of its midwife program, some patients, they've spoken out, and they're saying that their choices for care are being limited. So with us now in studio to discuss the latest is WBEZ public health and politics reporter Kristen Short. Hey, Kristen. Hi, good morning. Welcome back. Also here is freelance reporter for Block Club Chicago, Kaylee Paydar. Welcome to Reset, Kaylee. Hi, thank you for having me. Good to see you. I'll start with you, Kaylee, because I mentioned some of what is happening here at Swedish Hospital. But I'd love for you to dig further because you did cover this more extensively for Block Club. So what is the full picture here of what's happening when it comes to this program? Yeah, so basically before people were able to work with a midwife throughout their entire pregnancy, start to finish, like primarily seeing them. Um, And now with this new change, people will be able to work with a team that will include midwives, but will largely be like physicians and OBGYNs and other medical professionals as well. So they won't be able to get that one-on-one consistent care with a midwife that they used to be able to access. So what prompted this? It sounds like some people think the change kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So some of the midwives I talked to said they had kind of seen it coming a little bit behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, Discussions about um, finances were coming up and staffing shortages after the pandemic, which I think a lot of hospitals and all like medical people have been dealing with. Um, And yeah, that was what the hospital mainly cited was just hard to find staff and that midwifery care is it's expensive. I want to bring you in now, Kristen, because you've also been been following this news. Is is that sort of what you're hearing as well from from Swedish on this, their reasoning? Well, so the hospital's reasoning, I have the statement with me because I wanted to make sure I was quoting. Oh, please dig in. Yeah. So some of the reasons that they cite for this big change is the declining birth rate in the area. Mm -hmm. Right. Which every hospital is seeing. Um, But they also talk about how the number of midwifery attended births. So the number of births that a midwife attended, right, what is increasing outside of the hospital at freestanding birthing centers. But to fact check that, there are only four birthing centers in the state of Illinois, the entire state of Illinois. And a birth center only typically has two rooms. I mean, it's meant to be like a home atmosphere. Right. So, right, I could see patients potentially choosing that as an option. But I don't think that explains the full picture because those are going to be really low numbers of people going to a birth center. Mm -hmm. And another one is that they said between 2016 and 2022, there was a 47 percent decrease in the number of midwifery attended births at Swedish. So almost 50 percent drop over several years. But we know over that time that there have been fewer midwives. You know, I think it was like 2015, there there were about 10 midwives in this group, and they ran as a group together. I think overall, those numbers show me, like, people want midwives. People want to use midwives, right? It, it, it is a preferred method for a lot of pregnant people. For a lot of people. So you, you had 10 midwives in about 2015. Fast forward to now, it's going to be down to two. Why is this move, help us understand, Kristen, why this move to combine midwives with the OBGYNs significant? Well, I mean... If you think about it for patient choice, right, to your point, like 
people who want to give birth with a midwife have a very specific goal. They want less medical intervention. They want more of a trusting, build relationship. They want to have consistency in care. And one of the midwives I talked to at Swedish was saying that um, the hospital was really pressuring them to bring in more money because they spend a lot of time with patients. They mm-hmm. could spend an hour at an appointment versus an OB is going to have less time. Mm-hmm. When you think about just the, the pure delivery, you know, at the birth, a midwife will spend a lot of time with you at that. They're maybe not even leaving your side, depending on what their schedule is. An mm-hmm. OB checks on you and then comes in at the end and delivers your baby. That time you're talking about is exactly why I switched from an OB to a it's midwife a for both experience. of my births. It's a different experience. Very different. And so this midwife was telling me that that over the last several years, the midwives have been pressured to bring in more revenue. And that meant, in some cases, taking on an extra shift for no extra pay. And people were burning out. I mean, we've seen with COVID, you know, we see we hear a lot about like the nursing shortage, for example, a burnout. Yeah. Um, and so with the midwives, you know, people finally just had enough and some quit and some were laid off. And now we're going to have two. Wow. How are folks reacting to the news, Kaylee? Um, yeah, the Northside parents I talked to were very upset yeah. and disheartened to hear about the change and raising a lot of awareness about it online, like in their groups. And what are they yeah, saying? What what's happy. what which piece of it concerns them the most? You think? I think, like you were saying, with patient choice, a lot of them did not want to go back to working with OBGYNs after the experiences they had with midwives. Um, they. We're talking about how they just can't imagine doing pregnancy without a midwife because of how good of an experience they had with them. Yeah. And you mentioned that there were some indications that the midwife program was going to change. Walk us through how exactly the hospital made folks aware. Yeah. So it came out um, just shortly before the shift was made just a few weeks ago. Um and people found out kind of through the midwives who left in their Facebook groups kind of unofficially. Mm-hmm. And then the hospital put up a statement on their website um, like shortly after people had already been talking about it. Yeah. And I would love to hear from both of you on this. I mean, who stands to benefit from this move? Kristen, you first. Well, if you have more, If anyone. Yeah. I mean, if you have more OBs taking over patient care versus midwives, they do tend to bring in more money. So for the hospital... That could be a win. But I think in terms of a loss, I mean, right now we're talking about all these people who are very upset about this. Swedish was a destination for their midwife group. And so I think that you're going to see patients choose other options. Even if they know they're still midwives at Swedish, it's not going to be the same experience. And so I think you're going to see patients choose other options, and, and maybe that spreads by word of mouth. Yeah. Any thoughts, Kaylee? Yeah. I mean, who's Does anyone stand to benefit from this move? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that anyone really does yeah the one of the experts i was talking to was saying that like while it it will save money for the hospital that it's kind of a simplistic approach that assumes the care is interchangeable between Mm -hmm. um the stuff you'd get from doctors versus midwives um and it's so not no (laughs) it's so not right uh, this is reset i'm sasha and simons if you are just tuning in swedish hospital on chicago's north side it's facing some controversy right now from pregnant patients and prospective mothers after scaling back its midwifery program. So for many midwives, they are a preferred alternative form of care because they provide a more personalized approach to maternal care. So we're here with WBEZ's Kristen Schorsch and Block Club Chicago's Kaylee Paydar. So tell us some more, Kaylee, of of what you've heard, because you've talked with several patients during your coverage of this news. Give us some of the stories that stood out to you. 
Yeah, yeah. So the main thing I was hearing from people is just how much they appreciated the time that midwives put into educating them about the whole process, getting to know them and their families and giving them personalized personalized advice. Mm -hmm. And like from that relationship building, midwives were able to really advocate for people during like the actual birthing process of their kids when obviously that's like very vulnerable. People aren't really thinking straight. They need help like advocating for themselves. So um, one person I talked to, Amy, was saying that her um, her labor went on for two days before she had her daughter. And going into the process, she had been really open with her midwife about how she didn't want to have an intervention, wasn't wanting to have a C-section. But um, two days into labor, she was starting to feel differently, wasn't sure that she could keep going like that. Um, and her midwife was actually able to kind of talk her out of it and say, like, no, this isn't what you wanted. The evidence shows it will be okay if you continue mm. the path that you were hoping for. Um, and she just felt like having someone there who knew her, who had been with her that whole time, knew what she wanted, was just extremely beneficial for her that yeah. you can't really replace that. Goodness. And Kristen, you mentioned you had the chance to talk with one of the uh, the former midwives at, at Swedish. What, what else was, was she saying? Well, I mean, she thinks that this is incredibly sad, what's happening. She talked about how, and I hear this about uh, from people who at a lot of hospitals, yeah. right, that, that this was family. She worked there for more than 10 years. Um, she she trained specifically and, and really loved this job. And um, and yeah, she's just, she's just heartbroken that this is kind of how it played out, is that she essentially, you know, she quit. And then what's the next step? Is it opening her own practice? Oh, is well, it... I mean, her next step is, you know, she's going to take a little time, find a new job, figure out where she wants to go. Yeah. She wants to find a supportive culture. I will say... But quitting says a lot, no? I, I think quitting does say a lot. I mean, I, I think any time a person quits their job without a backup says a lot, right? Right. And I, I will say, you know, I, I reached out to Swedish um, a number of times with follow-up questions, requests for interviews, and they... They declined the interview. They didn't even answer my email questions. I will say, you know, they we were... reached out as well. Okay. Uh, team reset. No answer. Right. I mean, you know, one of the things that they said is that they are expanding women's health in general. They're adding OBs, including someone who specializes in complex medical care, which that also includes abortion care. Um, and that they also are upgrading and redesigning the family birth center at Swedish. Um, and they recently expanded women's health in Lakeview. So they are making investments in women's health, and they want people to know that, even if they are stepping back with midwifery. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee, you, you talked with midwife Lisa Kane Lowe. Uh, she researches optimal childbirth practices at the University of Michigan. I mean, tell us a bit more about that conversation. When it comes to Swedish, what was she saying? She thinks that the hospital is just getting wrong. Yeah, she. the main thing was just the fact that they were talking about these things as though patients wouldn't choose to be with a midwife over physicians that lumping all these people together in a team just means there's less choice for people because the way midwives are trained is different from the way physicians are trained um they learn a lot about like using less invasive techniques Mm -hmm. and like how to promote um like vaginal deliveries right. so that they don't have to have these interventions that can result in worse outcomes. And she was saying that like losing midwifery care could lead to 
having more interventions which could lead to worse outcomes for people. Yeah. That was one of the things that hooked me too was um, just that promotion of the natural birth. My midwife knew that that was my desire for both of my my pregnancies and so sort of in the heat of the moment where you know it, it's labor and of course you'd scream whatever <laughs> in those times don't bring me back she knew <laughs> i'm sorry Kristen, but it's a reality right but but she knew what i desired at the end of the day and was very you know adamant to make sure that that's what i got in the end rather than uh, what i think would have been a different outcome had i been at a hospital in fact i was it was a home birth for me so we we removed ourselves from the hospital entirely just because of that, wanting that, that care. So I can't imagine being in the, the shoes of these folks, um, just having fewer options to get that kind of birth outcome. Well, and also we talk a lot in this country about the maternal mortality rate. Yeah. And and a lot of other countries really embrace the midwifery model. I mean, it's 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 very common. And we really have not embraced that in the U.S., despite research that shows, you know, great outcomes, lower C-section rates, um, patient happiness, things like that, mm-hmm. right? So I do think it's interesting when you look at where patients can actually get this care. If they even know that this care exists, that's another thing. It's just awareness. Do you know you have the option for a midwife? Does your insurance cover it? That's a whole other ball of wax, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So as you said, Swedish had 10 midwives, and starting this Friday, there's going to be two. What do you see for the future of maternal care at that institution? I think people are going to be faced with the option of if they still go, they're going to have perhaps a midwife, but um, more likely an OB if you think about those numbers, and especially if they're hiring more OBs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think patients are going to decide that maybe they're going to go look for midwives else, elsewhere if that's really what they want. If they really want just a midwife group, they're going to have to go get it elsewhere. Yeah, I, I think that that's what's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to drive folks to, to, to leave. Do either of you see Swedish addressing this or either reverting back to what it, what it was or, you know, expanding options in the near future? What do you think, Kaylee? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I would lean to, towards no. Um, obviously can't speak for them, but from what I was hearing from the midwives who left, it seemed like they had really been trying to work with the hospital to make the practice more profitable and implement changes they thought would make it easier for people to get to them or... Um, make it easier for them to like bill insurance for things so that they could make more money and address some of those concerns. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were saying that the hospital is just not receptive to those things. And that's kind of what led to them leaving in the end. So I think a lot would have to change for them to bring midwives back Mm -hmm. to how they were. So the decision is pretty firm. It sounds like I will say, I think that Swedish was pretty surprised at this blowback. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, obviously, I can't speak for them, but just as a reporter coming from it and talking to midwives and talking to patients and the anger that people feel and the frustration they feel. I mean, Swedish isn't talking about this beyond a statement and beyond a paragraph on their website. I think that's telling. We'll leave it there. Kristen Schorsch is a WBEZ public health and politics reporter and Kaylee Padar, a freelance reporter for Block Club Chicago. Thank you both so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And we're back now with more Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Now, we've been talking about the news of Swedish Hospital in Lincoln Square, uh, its midwifery program, merging midwives with obstetricians to provide care together. Now, patients will no longer have the choice of a midwife or an OBGYN for maternal care. Per a hospital statement, all patients will, quote, 
have a team throughout their pregnancy consisting of both obstetricians and midwives instead of selecting exclusively one or the other and either a physician or midwife will be present at the time of the delivery, end quote. Now, midwives for many mothers represent a more personal, holistic relationship that spans beyond routine doctor's appointments and prenatal prescriptions. For more perspective, we're joined now by Lizzie Bortoto. She's a mother whose child was delivered by a midwife at Swedish Hospital. Welcome, Lizzie. Good to see you. Hi, welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So you had a child born at Swedish Hospital through a midwife. Talk to us about that experience. What was it like to have the midwife? What was it like? I mean, it was a great experience from the jump. Um, I was part of the Centering Pregnancy group. Okay. And instead of the... The regular prenatal visits where you might just be in for a few minutes and see the OB and leave, I was with a cohort of other women that had their due dates um, around mine. So um, it was a really unique experience. That's pretty cool. I mean, talk about how that added to the experience. Well, I got to develop a community of other parents that were going through the exact same or similar things that I was. And I think I really needed that at that time. And, you know, on top of just the regular, you know, prenatal visits, I um, had they covered a range of topics from, um, you know, if there were interventions, what that would look like to newborn care to mental health during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of those sessions, you do your check in with the midwife. I see. Did you go to Swedish looking for a midwife to deliver your baby? You know, I had it in the back of my mind that I think I would want one. Okay. But uh, when I was there for my first appointment, I was I started with an OB and she told me, um, you know, you're actually pretty low risk and... Um, I think you'd be great to see one of our midwives in our midwifery program. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that, that's really great. I kind of had that in mind anyway. So yeah. then I transferred over. I had a very similar experience for my first pregnancy. I started with an OB and it was actually the OB that delivered my sister's babies. So I was like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, what could go wrong? Um, and shout out to all the OBs out there. They're fantastic. But I, for a first time Mother-to-be, I needed a lot more attention than I was getting at the time. And I had a lot of questions. I don't know if it was the journalist in me, but, uh, you know, they just weren't, they didn't have the time to to respond. And so Mm -hmm. that switch to a midwife for me gave me the time and the care. And just the the thought of the aftercare, I think the knowing that after this baby was born, they would still be with me. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah. uh, No, absolutely. And I... I felt like I went into my birth after months and months and months of prep with them, feeling so empowered and ready and educated. And they really were with me every step of the way and let kind of like laid that foundation for what I felt like was a really beautiful birth and the one that I wanted. Yeah. So beyond the uh, the immediate staff that handled your, your pregnancy and, and delivery, what was your overall experience like at Swedish? Um. You mean like outside of the, mm-hmm. it was fine. I mean, like I, I think, and others may have said this before, but the midwifery program to me is um, like the shining star of Swedish, or it was, uh, you know, outside of that, I think it was, it was fine. I mean, there, you know, some of the, like getting your blood drawn, for example, takes a really long time there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the mother-baby rooms might not be um, the most up-to-date. 
I could really overlook a lot of that stuff, though, because I felt like I was in this really unique program. Um, Mm -hmm. I was most impressed, though, with the midwives at Swedish. Right. Um, And of course, I mean, to be clear, I mean, your pregnancy has to be pretty low risk, right? If you're high risk, then an OB is probably a better Mm -hmm. solution for you. In, in that in that case, what is your reaction then, Lizzie, to the fact that Swedish midwives are combining with the OBs? I mean, I was just gutted when I heard the news. Um, yeah, that's I really, really sad about it. Why? Where's the sadness coming from? Um, you know, it was it was such a empowering, supportive space for me, and. Um, you know, when you're when you're in a birthing space and you're giving, you know, giving birth, it's so vulnerable. And to have um, the midwives there that I built a relationship with and trust with and to kind of have that program and those people stripped away is um, really sad and really mm-hmm. frustrating. And also it's it's kind of removing the, the choice that I um had before on what type of provider that I would want to see. And I don't think every birth, I think in this country we treat pregnancy like it's like some illness or it's like your patient that needs to be treated. And it's disappointing to see Swedish go in that direction. One of the aspects of of this change is is that support group you mentioned early on, Lizzie, the the, uh, centering pregnancy group, that's no longer going to be run exclusively uh, by midwives. How, How do you see these support groups changing now that they won't be in the hands of, of the midwives? Um, I mean, I, I, I would imagine the topics are probably changing. I, I think what makes midwifery so unique is the holistic approach. Um, we were talking about not just um, le- like the logistics of birth, but mm-hmm. also like mental health and finding support and what are the signs that you might have postpartum depression or anxiety and I I think midwives are uniquely like situated to have those conversations in a way that an OB might not be able to. Yeah. So given this news, I got to ask, would you have another child at Swedish Hospital? No. 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 I, I, I don't see why I would now. And you're pretty firm on that response. Yeah, no. I mean, from the second I heard the news, I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> I also live so close. So that was a really, um, I would be able to walk to and from my appointments. So no, I won't. I won't be going back. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We are continuing our conversation on the news of Swedish Hospital scaling back its midwife program. As many view this as limiting options to prenatal care. And we've been talking with Lizzie Bortoto who's a mother whose child was delivered by a midwife at Swedish. I do want to bring in one more voice to the conversation. Margie Shapps is executive director at the Health and Medicine Policy Research Group. Welcome, Margie. Hi. Thanks for having me. So from a policy perspective, I'm curious what your reaction is to this change at Swedish. Yeah, um, I really appreciated your comments, Lizzie. So thanks for your honesty and forthrightness to speak up on this. Um, from a policy perspective, here at Health and Medicine, we have long supported having a continuum of options for women, well, for birthing parents. And what what's happening at Swedish is a step in the opposite direction. It's limiting options for uh, birthing parents. And 
We, back in 1985, we created the Illinois Freestanding Birth Center Task Force to advance freestanding birth centers in our state. We didn't have that as an option in Illinois until 2007, and in reality, not for another six or seven years after that. So um, our belief is that birthing parents should have choices. They should have a choice to have a, a child at home. They should have freestanding birth centers as options. They should have nurse midwives as options. They should have OBGYN and tertiary care um, hospitals as options, and that for different people, different options fit their needs. So um, we were really saddened to hear this news, and we think it's a, a step backwards in Illinois, and we, many of us fought for a long time to try to move Illinois into a place where 36 other states had been mm-hmm. to have the option of freestanding birth centers, and we just got that and um, 15 years ago, and now um, moving in this direction. I, I think a lot of women will choose like the same same thing as Lizzie, and their their next children will be born at, at a different place where midwives can be present, and uh, and where midwives will be the primary providers. And and mm-hmm. we know there's lots of data about. Um, births with nurse midwives. There's lower cesarean section rates. There's greater breastfeeding rates. There's um, more family early family bonding. There are the things that Lizzie was talking about, mental health and support for things beyond the actual, the birthing experience, but things um, support groups are are more likely in these settings where midwives are more present, Mm -hmm. spend more time with their patients. Again, not to diminish OBGYNs, there is a really, really important role and and um, fantastic outcomes with OBGYNs too. But we need to have the continuum of options right. for birth yeah, and parents. And, and that's the key, right? It's, it's the option, having the option. Correct. As I mentioned earlier, our team reached out to Swedish Hospital to invite them on reset today, but we did receive no response. Uh, now, in reporting from Kaylee Padar from Block Club Chicago, there was this statement from Swedish spokesman Bill Ligas, who says, uh, quote, what is changing is that under this collaborative model, a patient will have a team throughout their pregnancy consisting of both obstetricians and midwives instead of selecting exclusively one or the other. And either a physician or midwife will be present at the time of the delivery. So they're calling it a new collaborative model. Your reaction? Yeah, I have a very strong reaction to that. I I think it's patronizing. I I think it is mistrustful of uh, pregnant and parenting people. I think people do their research and they decide what they want. And that, and and to say, this is what we're going to offer you because we think this is better for you. uh, I think we should treat people like adults and um, and yeah. honor their wishes and and really respect that people make informed decisions for themselves and um, take it. And I think that's a sugar coating of a patronizing new practice. Lizzie, you are nodding at what Margie's saying here. What do you think of the <laughs> collaborative model? Yeah, I agree. I think it's patronizing and a little deceitful. I think it was written about um, previously that I don't I don't think it's actually an accurate picture of what's going on there. The other thing that I would add is if I'm about to go into labor, I want to know who's going to be there. And and exactly if I'm choosing to have a midwife, it's because that's the type of care that I want. And for the hospital administration to say, well, you can have one or the other like it's interchangeable. It's 
Yeah, it's patronizing. Sounds like you think your experience overall with this birth would have been different if you did not have the support of a midwife. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think so. You know, Margie, when you hear stories of how midwives impacted mothers like Lizzie, and now that some will not have that option of a midwife being in their corner, uh, as she, as Lizzie put it so eloquently, just knowing who's going to be in the room, how does the Health and Medicine Policy Research Group fit in when it comes to advocating for change? Yeah, um, thanks for asking that question. I, I, Again, we have the Freestanding Birth Center Task Force that is a, a lot of midwives, some physicians, a lot of lay people who are just interested and committed to um, full the full spectrum of options. And we invite people to engage with our Freestanding Birth Center Task Force to advance uh, those options. I think it's really important for pregnant people to speak up and let their institutions and their their insurance companies and the the hospitals that they are affiliated with let them know how disappointed they are. Let them know what kind of care they want. And and I I also want to add in this time when we're so aware of medical care costs in this country, the cost uh, sheer dollars that we spend on midwifery and freestanding birth center options and home births for those people who choose those, the cost savings are enormous. And so to me, just from a cost perspective, we should see insurance companies and our state Medicaid agency um, speaking up on behalf of these options, knowing the costs are less and the, the birth outcomes are just as good, if not better, in in other places other than hospitals for many women, for low-risk women. So I think we want to help empower um, and support women to speak up and families, um, yeah. all of us, to speak up in in whatever opportunities we, we can avail. Yeah. Quick last word to you, Lizzie. I mean, I'm still struck by it. You said, I'm not going back. If I have future kids, that's it. That's the end of the road with me in Swedish. Yeah, the last thing I would say is it's it's a really short-sighted decision from the hospital administration and one that I I think they might regret, unfortunately. That's mother and former Swedish midwife patient Lizzie Bortoto and Margie Shapps of the Health and Medicine Policy Research Group. Thank you both so much. Thank you.